0: Welcome to Business Legends Podcast, where we interview the legends of the business world so you can learn from their mistakes, pump up your own inspiration, and grow your bottom line. I'm the captain of this ship, your host, Reese Arlen, and with me is our co-host and CEO of Business Marketing Solutions Group, Christian Webb. Welcome to the Business Legends Podcast. Guys, we have a very special guest today, an entrepreneur to the core and a North Carolina native. Scott was that guy selling you candy in high school. He's the owner of FitTech and Assembly, an installation service and maintenance company for commercial fitness equipment that operates from Pennsylvania to Florida, all the way all the way down to Atlanta. He's also a partner in the newly formed guest house, a short-term rental management and investment group. Scott's also been a longtime board member and servant of inmates to entrepreneurs, and has received invitations from the White House due to his work there. Scott truly believes anything is possible with a great mindset, good work ethic, and a creative, thoughtful, and positive approach. It's a pleasure for him to share his experiences with those around him. Scott sees himself as a student as well as a teacher. Guru Sensei, our good friend Scott, our very first podcast. I'm so excited to have you here, man. Thanks for thanks for yep, joining us.
1: We just busted it right there. Busted it. That <laughs> so was it. Busted it right there. That's right. It's That's done. right. It's, 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 it's done. It's official now.
0: It's official, man. We're, we're rocking and rolling, man. So, um, Scott, I find your story so inspiring. Um, when Christian and I were talking about uh, doing this podcast, A to Z, I was like, we got to get Scott on there. I mean, you were, you were literally the first name that I said as soon as we talked about it. Your story is amazing. Um, and let's just dig right into it. So introduce the elephant in the room, inmates to entrepreneurs.
1: How'd you get involved with that? Um, it's, it's pretty simple. Um, it, like you read there, I was the kid who would sell you candy in school, you mm-hmm. know, stop by the pharmacy, buy it for 10 cents, sell it to you for 25 cents, that kind right. of stuff. Uh, you know, and this is before it was, you know, it, it, this is all before we even knew what the word entrepreneur meant, sure. much less, uh, it being a hot buzzword and uh, it was just, uh, so, when many moons ago, when you know I started experimenting with partying and whatnot, um, I was the individual that as soon as I was able got get stoned for the first time, I you know said, Oh, I can sell this, right? <laughs> Where there's a market, there's a way, <laughs> Where started, there's, yeah, exactly. Started selling exactly. a different kind of candy, did you? <laughs> yes, exactly. And, um, and I've just sort of had, I've always had this strange mindset of I can do it better. And, and I think a lot of it became as a, it was a, a product of in when I was an employee, I didn't have good leaders. I didn't have sure. men or women who were in charge of my duties that taught me to become a better version of me so I was always looking maybe in some sense to to develop a better version in some in, you know some way and well so part of that was also you know selling drugs and yeah so that eventually that led me to full-blown addiction which led to uh eventually being incarcerated yeah um which uh was a blessing thank god uh for the judge who sentenced me thank god for the guy who you know knocked on me and got me busted um uh, it was truly a eye-opening and positive experience uh,
0: it's such a rare situation that somebody can, can say that, you know, that, that you went through something so seemingly terrible and then you get on the other side of it and you're, you know, better for it and you, and you say thank God for the people that literally locked you up, you know?
1: Well, it, it's not vacation
0: yeah <laughs> you know
1: but the way i look at it is this all right so when when i was in full-blown addiction and what really brought me down was cocaine right I and mean, i'd gone through a little i'd gone through some other addiction stuff but they were more short-lived and and being i was a garbage head i didn't have a favorite you know i wasn't full-blown alcoholic i wasn't full it was just everything yeah right? if, if there Anything was a buzz involved on. i was you yeah know, thank god i didn't find heroin yeah and that must happen and and, and think you know think just yeah cocaine finally brought me down right and um you know, it really comes down to the fact that when I got caught, um, which the side note that's so funny is, I was caught in the parking lot across the street from the jail. Oh wow! They <laughs> didn't have to drive you that very is far, where right? They, <laughs> that is where they pulled me over. <laughs> yeah, that is where they pulled me over and busted me. But um, when when the guy narked on me and, and and I got busted, uh, with you know, no less than a couple months prior, sure. I'd reached this point of what the hell is going on i was caught up with my dealer uh, i didn't i was out of product at the moment and i looked at the person i was dating at the time and just said i remember saying you know i'm done i don't know i just don't want to do this yeah you're ready to get out yeah i uh, and and but being because we're all addicted and you know we're all we're all in this there were party buddies and you know no one looks at you and goes yeah man you should go and you know go to an anonymous association you should go to especially when you're in that environment yeah because everyone around me was just as bad as me sure um and you know and my friends who i was selling it to and i feel bad you know i look back and i was all my friends were really skinny Mm -hmm. and as soon as i got busted they got really fat well, some of them get fat. Oh, okay. They immediately put <laughs> gotcha. on weight. You know, I mean, I, it, I was affecting people's lives yeah. in a way that was no longer positive. It wasn't just, hey, selling some pot, you know, some maybe some acid every once in a while, whatever. You know, it was, I was now a true plague inside of my, my group of friends. Yeah. And, um, and so, anyhow... Got busted. And so Inmates to Entrepreneurs, it was started by Brian Hamilton. Mm -hmm. Uh, He really started in the 90s going into prisons and talking about entrepreneurship. But in somewhere, it's like around 2008, uh, he gave it a name. And uh, we are... Sure, but we're unofficially sure. We think that I was in the second class that, or, or seminar that he ever gave in a prison under the name Inmates to Entrepreneurs. Mm-hmm. And so since 2008, um, I have been hanging around. Uh, 2012 can, after I'd come home.
0: Can you explain that class thing? Is that just like the, okay, so yeah, so we do, we still do it today. Okay. Um,
1: we still do it today. We call it the, the unofficial term or the, you know, it's, I have a dream speech, right? So we okay. go in and we, for two, two and a half hours, we give a seminar on the basics of entrepreneurship. So to tell these individuals say, Hey, look, you know, you're coming home and some guys know what the second sentence is. They've gotten out and they have seen the problems that come along with now being a felon, not being able to get a job. You know, if you're a felon, you're never going to work in apartment maintenance again, more often than not. Sure. Right. You're, you know, there's, there's doors that shut suddenly. Um, and so entrepreneurship is leveling the playing field. Yeah. You know, I've been in business now for a little while and I've been, I know for one, one time I was definitely background checked. It might've been twice. Yeah. I'm no longer allowed to go on military bases. Right. That's okay. My employees go. (laughs) <laughs> yeah yeah that there you I, go that i don't yeah you know they just won't let me they I, used to. I never even
0: put that together like yeah. i never even thought about that yeah for they you.
1: used to i used to roll up in there and they'd check my truck and do whatever when yeah. i was when i was just starting and going in it's a new thing in the last couple of years no felons on base mm-hmm. and that's fine um but uh so it's a have a dream speech it gives them a, a two two and a half hour introduction to what entrepreneurship is the very basics and we talk about it all the time you know drug dealers Make good business owners over time because they, like, they, have, they <laughs> well, have, clearly right. <laughs> they have they have the basis. They understand the yeah. supply and demand. Even I even to say, look, if you were a thief and you knew how to get rid of your stuff, yeah. right? It's the same principle. It's, sure. it's still it's still that that reciprocity of back and forth, back and forth. You know, you get product. You, you know, and there, it, you just know what to do on a level that it, you need to flip it into understanding how you do this legally and above board. Yeah, you know, and um, so yeah, that's what. So inmates entrepreneurs. That's how I got introduced. Uh, I started off. Yeah, um, actually, I just so I start off a little bit different than anybody else because. I've never had straight-up mentorship, but mm-hmm. I've always had mentorship, if that makes sense. Sure. I never was mentored by a mentor. Yeah, different role was models. was never the mentee. Right. You know, And I came in. I worked directly for them for a short bit. Um, it shut down for a very short time uh, as it sort of had lost its way a little bit. It wasn't working. Um, it wasn't making sense. Uh, and Brian had to go through some things in his own life. And then when he was ready to come back, uh, we've been back for a couple, three years maybe. Could be slightly longer, yeah, and, um, and we're rock and roll. We now do, we now uh, we we teach. Uh, so right now, actually, I'm teaching. Uh, actually, tonight I have to go and I have to teach for an hour and a half. Man, that's uh, we're edible. doing it twice a week um, for those who are formally incarcerated. Yeah, right. So you're, it's free. All you got to do is is have a background. You know, and we take you on your word at that as well.
0: And this is this is in the in the penitentiaries, in the prisons, or it's no, in no.
1: This is this is done. This is for those who have been released, and their, their crime could be twenty years old right now. Oh, so I see. So we still go in the prisons and we talk. Yeah. Um, we get asked to come in and do keynote addresses for you know graduating GD classes. Yeah. And stuff like that. You know, we try to bring hope with that. Hey, there's a possibility, but you got to understand that you know, there's work to be involved. And so teaching now is my, one of my bigger pleasures as well. So tonight I'll go and I'll teach, and I'll work with another mentor up there. And, um, and you know, we just go back and forth. But we have, we have a curriculum that's built. We have online classes. Uh, if you go to BrianHamilton.org or Inmates to Entrepreneurs, you can find Starter U as in the letter U. Right. And it's, it's free videos on the basis of entrepreneurship.
2: That's awesome. So right here is where I see the most. Uh, I mean, this is the most impressive part of what you've done. After you, I'm, I'm assuming, and you can tell me if I'm wrong or not. But after you leave prison for a certain amount of time, you probably come out with maybe a couple pennies or nickels to rub together. And then out comes two or three businesses in the next so many years from you. So how did you how did you go from being an inmate to turning that into two or three successful businesses?
1: Okay. So yeah. So. One of the things we teach, and it's the reason why we, we do what we do, when I come home, it doesn't matter how long I've been incarcerated, I get a $40 gate check in the state of North Carolina. Mm-hmm. You've been locked up for 15 years, 20 years, 30 years, even six months. Your whole, your whole engine of your life has shut down. You have no money. You might not have family. You might not have anybody left in your world, and you get 40 bucks. The mentality is taking 40 bucks and turning it into 200 bucks. How do you do it? Wow. So what we teach and the way I did it too, it's the same principle, service-based businesses, equity and sweat are easy to create right? Sure. Mm-hmm. through just basic labor. And, uh, so I started with $75 an 86 Toyota pickup truck and a bag of tools. When I started my business, I'd work for, as a contractor, uh, f- uh I'm in the fitness equipment services industry. So installation, service repair, uh, maintenance and repair. And, um, I'd worked as a contractor, was starting to starve because you know, I was just a contractor, I didn't understand the game, I started my own business and we teach the same process. Persistence, um, getting up and working hard. Uh, just finding that way. The example being that is easy to use is the beauty of our country is I can say, hi, my name is Scott Jennings. I own Rudy Tootie Fresh and Fruity Landscape Service. <laughs> and, uh, that's your next and business. That's my next business. Please, <laughs> I'm to business with you. I know. Can uh, you see that on the side of a truck? Yes. Um, From you, yes. It's just long, I can tell you that. Yeah, there you go. Um, and in today's world, you can put it rainbow and it's even better. Um, you know, but, you uh, know, um, I can take all I have to do is know how to get hold of a lawnmower. I can borrow the lawnmower. I can borrow a weed eater. I can borrow a rake. And all I got to do is get it somewhere, be able to get it somewhere. And I can take 40 bucks in gas and th- turn that into $200 that day. I can turn it into more. But I have to understand the very basics. what equity. Yeah, it's just labor, you know, and it's easy to do. Um, in a world where society is not teaching to work with our hands, and to, to, you know, as, oh, I, I want to come out of college. And, yes, I have, you know, I just spent 100000 plus on my education, and I immediately want to be a manager. But you don't know how to do anything.
2: Yeah, other right. than changing tires or maybe changing my oil filter, I literally couldn't do a single thing with my hands. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I,
1: my hands I are well manicured, shame. thank you. I, I mean, I, you know. I, <laughs> I, I tried to get back to where I don't have calluses, and I sort of reached that point at work for a little while, and then um, – I started a new division and I got calluses back, Yeah, and now I'm trying to work away from getting calluses.
0: We're all, we're all gym rats here, man. I mean we're, we're pretty much doomed to have calluses. For, yeah, I, yeah,
1: look, I
2: look like that. I work.
0: Yeah. yeah, you look like you work. That's all it is. The then you look at the nails, the hands, not, a, not a speck yeah. of dirt type of thing. Um, so let's talk a little bit about the, about the inmates. Um, you know, they get this 40 bucks. I mean, do you just advise that they start banging down doors and saying, hey, can I mow your grass for 20 bucks here? Or, or what's your recommendation for that? How does, how does that go?
1: And it's it's not as simple though, right? Of course. It's it's mentality. Yeah. So first and foremost, um, you can't be a victim anymore. Right. Uh, I don't care if you said you didn't create the crime. You know, you didn't do the time. You didn't do the crime. Um, You know, you can't be a victim. Victims don't move forward. Sure. You know, um, and so it has to be that mentality of I can do anything and how am I going to get it done? Uh, so many people come home um, and they spend that money on things that aren't moving them forward. Yeah, which food I get. and whatever I mean, else. You, you know, you're going from crappy food, you're going from, you know, whatever. No luxuries. And you suddenly want luxury. You know, you want the opportunity. Problem is, though, for some, um, you know, $40 doesn't give you any kind of luxury at all. Doesn't give you, you know. anything. It I barely mean. fills a gas tank. Right. You know, on a car. It doesn't fill mine. Yeah, it, yeah. yeah depending on the size of your vehicle it's not going to fill the gas tank you know um so but yeah it, it is the mentality I've just got home what am I going to do I've been released to a homeless shelter how do I take forty dollars and do something with it properly but it, it you gotta you've ha- you've had to put thought into it you yeah. really, you you have to think yeah okay so you know the great mr. Rogers had a saying that said you know uh You know, life is meant to be deep and simple, not shallow and complex. Right. Yep. And I think we've talked about this in past conversations. And the reality is people don't truly think about themselves. They're not very self-aware. So to be successful in business, you need to become self-aware. You need to spend time thinking about who you are and and trying to become who you want to be. No one ever fell up the mountain. Yep. You know, I didn't suddenly just appear. Yeah. You know, even silver, silver spoon children, those who are, you know, born into privilege, heck, they tend to want to off themselves, have more drug addiction issues because they don't have any struggles.
0: Yeah. The research is fascinating. By yeah. That stuff. I mean,
1: that's why, you know, you win the lottery and that vast, vast amount of people are broken five years. Yeah. Because they don't know how to be millionaires. Which is insane. Like, they don't know how. They, yeah. It's they just they've never, and and if they've never spent the time really thinking about being that, and how they would handle it and what the steps are, they just off to the races. I need cars. I need boats. I need this. I need that. And but that stuff cost. Yeah. <laughs> and it, it, to manage stuff costs. So when you're coming home, if you're going to try to launch into this world, um, it takes thought. And it takes per- persistence, for sure. Um, and to persevere. Uh, it, it's just not a light switch. You it know, it's it like seems especially camera. difficult, <laughs> yeah, it
0: yeah. seems especially difficult going from going from being incarcerated to you know I'm sure some people get a little bit of support from their families when they get out, but some people that forty bucks is all that they get, you know true and to change the mindset of going from going from you know, I've been locked up, this has been my life for this long you know, and there's actually a bunch of research where you know people end up back in prison afterwards after the fact so so how do you go? So, you know, you got your 86 Corolla, you got a bag of tools, and 40 bucks. You know, how did FitTech and Assembly come about from there?
1: Um, so, when I came home, I was landsca- uh I couldn't get a job. I found out what the second sentence is. And for those who can't visually see, I'm white, I'm tall, I'm blonde haired You know, <laughs> right. I do not fit. Well, a little hair you have, you, you know. know? A <laughs> little, little, little hair is left. I had more at the time. Yeah. Um, you know, and I'm not stereotypical incarceration. And yeah. I didn't come from a family of incarceration. Sure. And I did not have a circle of friends who had incarceration. Uh, so I truly found out what the second sentence is. I'm a felon. I briefly got a job as a temp service uh, uh, doing maintenance. They found out I was a felon. I didn't have the job anymore. I ended up landscaping for a whopping $9, nine fifty an hour uh, as a grown adult. That did not pay the bills. I ended up uh, working for a contract company. I didn't understand the business I was in. I just sort of fell into it. Um, I, I laugh, and, and, and my my wife laughs because I don't sound like that. But I always use the same voice. And it was May of twenty eleven. I was starting to starve, and I was complaining or whatever. And you know, and sometime in that summer, she just looks at me and goes, "Why don't you start your own business?" Not knowing <laughs> that side of me, yeah, because. And, you know, I said, you know what, you're right. Um, and because I had been introduced to inmates to entrepreneurs, I knew that I had people I could at least talk to. Um, so I, I took a shot, started calling uh, the manufacturers in the fitness equipment industry on the residential side of things first. That's okay. uh, much easier to get into. And so it, it was easy to take $75 and turn that into more work because I, I got lucky and within probably the first week of making phone calls, I had a manufacturer go, oh, okay, we'll give you a try. But I had to get to a point where, remember, it's 30-plus days of before you're paid, all right? Mm-hmm. So I was still working as a contractor for the other company getting sporadic work. My life was very cheap. My truck's paid for. My, you know, I do have to pay for my gas. I don't have health insurance. Um, single living... I think I was. I don't think my son had moved in with me. Yet. I'm living in an in-law suite in someone's uh, the bottom of someone's home for 500 and 550 dollars a month. Wow. You know. Um, so
2: I want to back up real fast. Mm-hmm. So you said the word. Uh, you got lucky. It's it's amazing what people call luck. I mean, you just started asking. You started calling. You started actually diving into that. I call that more of like instead of luck, you just open that door and finally dove yep. in.
1: I mean, I guess uh, you know you make your luck in business. You make your luck because making your luck means that you're taking action. Yeah. You know, but there's a bit of it, right? You know, I, I've, I meet people who have been trying to, to, to try to break into our industry and they just keep hearing, no, 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 your area is saturated, but I don't deal with no very well <laughs> <laughs> or I'm better today and I'm more calm, but no means no, not. You right don't now. handle,
0: you don't handle rejection very well. No, 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 no means no, not right no, now no, or it, maybe you,
1: you just threw down the gauntlet. We have a challenge. Yeah. You know, I love that. And, um, and, I mean, in my in the fitness world, I've knocked at Precor's door for many years. Yeah, and what is what is Precor? Pre- That's a, a manufacturer. Okay, gotcha. And Sorry. you know, and the example being is, I kept hearing, "No, we're fine, we're fine." And then it took one person who needed me would would like me to do a a service. So they opened up a Precor door for installation, and so we started installing one product. And then they said, "Hey, we like what you do, and will you please come to training?" And so. We came to training for installation on the other products, and now we're just waiting for the door to open up for service. But it's just continuously knocking. It's that persistence. You know? was,
0: was it more about persistence for you or, or sweat equity? Was it more about doing the both, both just Stop. all of it, yeah, just you the got, grind? You,
1: you, know, you, you had to put your head down and push. Sure. You guys know this. You know, you're, you're both entrepreneurs, yeah. and you both have done other things in life. Nothing comes easy. If it's handed to you, you don't respect it. Yeah, and you
2: don't appreciate it,
1: you know? At all. Not at all.
2: I mean, entrepreneurship is probably the hardest thing I've done so far. Yeah. At first, I was like, you know what? I don't want the, I don't want the, when I first got into it, I was like, I don't want the boss. I don't want the nine to five. And then you become the boss. And then you you become the boss. But at the same time, then you start working from seven to seven. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And it's like, you're like, you didn't want nine to five, but you decided to go seven to seven because you find like, after you actually get started, you get new goals, right? Yeah. I don't know if that felt the same way for you or not Oh,
1: d- d- yeah I mean your dreams change mm-hmm. oh god they change dramatically <laughs> you know and you change dramatically so you know was it was it Malcolm X that said it and something along the lines it's basically you know if you prepare for today for your tomorrows to be ready for tomorrow mm-hmm. right I have no idea what is coming down the pipe in my world I, you know I can see inklings but, you know, got ideas. the God of my understanding does not show the playbook, you know, and I have no idea what is about to happen in my world. And right now, you know, we could be having a wonderful time right here and I walk outside and my tire's flat. Yeah, that's that's a cost in business. right? You got you to gotta handle it. Yeah, you just you just don't know what's going to happen every time. And you guys know this every time that we have plans and designs for, hey, this is going to work. Then either it doesn't work and you're like, well, damn yeah, that sucks. <laughs> I swore oh, that was going to work. Forget plan A, B, and C. You just Yeah, or something do happens it. that takes the money away to that was going to launch your plan. Absolutely. Yeah. So, uh, so I love your story.
2: I want to talk a little bit more about your business. So, okay. you actually have a successful uh, repair business and an install business. And I want to kind of talk about how you manage that. Because, I mean, you're in multiple states. You've got people driving, and you're, like, you're here today. I've, saw, I've seen your phone ring three times since you've been sitting here.
1: <laughs> so, Has it really? Yeah, so yeah tell nonstop. Us a little, it's tell us just a little non-stop bit about that. Yeah. So, um, Again, I have always been that person who, man, I'm always shooting for Mars, you know, because my mentality is if I shoot for Mars and I hit the moon, I've done okay, but I'm still not happy. Or like Les Brown would say, if you, you know, you, if you're shooting for the moon, you land, you might just land in the stars, or whatever it is. I, I'm I'm just I'm hard to satisfy. So when I started, I quickly found a contractor to work for me in Charlotte, and then. Uh, as I was living over in the Chapel Hill area and I just am always looking for more so that leads to well how do you do that right so thank God for the internet and so we started with field service software we've been through several you know and so field service software allows us to work in real time off of smartphones um,
0: that must have been a pretty big pretty big shift just being able to work off your phone you know as opposed to oh, having yeah, being a brick Big brick tablet, or something like that. Because you know, like smartphones—the
1: really smart—you know, you had BlackBerry, yep, right. But then, smartphones really started 2010, 2011, something like that, right? Sure. So, uh, but they quickly caught up with with software to figure out, and it was terrible at first. The company that we're working with now for our field service software, we just switched over in this past handful of months, and it's great. So, that's key: good software to manage them from afar, working in a real time atmosphere. Um, I can completely
2: back that up too. It's insane how much software a business has to have. Like before I got started, I had I was like, oh, one or two is going to be just fine. And uh, Business Market Solutions Group has like eleven softwares that just mm-hmm. manage the campaigns by itself. That's and it. I
1: expect to be called at some point of, <laughs> hey, we got a new toy. You yeah. know? <laughs> we're trying something new out, right? Uh-huh. And there's number twelve, and it just keeps coming. Oh, I know. <laughs> and, and and some of it costs an arm and a leg. But if you wait long enough, you will find what you can afford in your price point, and it'll be. You know, it's like we've been through so many different softwares now for field service that what we're on now, we're like, oh, wow, this is so great. It just took a while for the market to catch up and understanding of volume versus, you know, like Salesforce is expensive. HubSpot is expensive, mm-hmm. you know, and Agreed. people either love it or they hate it, you know, so it.
0: And that's, that's why they only have 74,000 competitors or however many.
1: Exactly, exactly. Oh, you
0: want, it, you want it to be red instead of blue? We got you. We'll call it Red Force or something, you know, whatever.
1: So software is important. Uh, we use, you know again, Microsoft Office 365 because mm-hmm. the Microsoft suite is amazing. And, again, everything is subscription-based, so it's, it's cost-effective. Um, uh, we, our whole back office is built in Microsoft, you know, so everyone gets to work remotely. With that said, my admin lives in Virginia. My COO lives in South Carolina. I'm in North Carolina. Our staff is, and then we have staff in, uh, we have one owner of ours that's up in um, the D.C. market. We have just, we in the product. Pennsylvania? We just, yeah, Yep. Works up into Pennsylvania stuff. We just literally signed and are launching the Orlando market. As we speak, we're talking with someone right now in Atlanta and it's all because the world has shrunk dramatically through mm-hmm. the power of the internet.
2: So real fast on that, uh, you're talking about opening a market. Now we, I know what you're talking about because we've had discussions before. Can you explain what your, uh, what your strategy there is? Cause I, I know you're like doing some kind of hybrid between franchise and kind of, partnership in these areas to kind of blast the uh, blast the blast the economy in the certain cities
1: yeah so again i, I don't think small i, I can't stay and I, and I said it's funny because i was having this conversation i said oh with these three guys i'm going to stop for a while and get a handle and i mean that at the moment and at the same time too as i was saying this statement i knew i was lying to myself because
0: you gotta lie more, to yourself man you gotta more, lie to yourself
1: more more yep. exactly 10x if you're yeah. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. It's, you know, you know, it's exactly world domination. Yeah. just So you understand. Yeah. Um,
0: for for those of you that can't see, Scott wears a uh, a Grant Cardone bracelet with the 10x mentality on it. 10x everything. 10x your life. 10x mm-hmm. 10x at all. And he's worn that for as long as I've known him. So. Oh, it's and, and, a, and
1: I, I now have T-shirts thing. that say world domination and yeah. tech and assembly on it and, and yeah. stuff like that. And I'm sending. I'm in process. You got to give us one. Yeah, I, I, I'm developing it so where it looks really good. Yeah. I've gone through the power of Teespring and all yeah. these other places. A year from now, I could yep.
0: see you being in the apparel industry. Oh, like, <laughs> yeah.
1: world, do, yeah, yeah. World domination. Yeah, world domination. Um, so, yeah, I'm trying this hybrid. It's mixed of, so I want to franchise. I've talked about franchising for a couple of years, but that is super expensive um, to get started and we weren't ready just from a
0: legal perspective or what what's expensive about it just yeah.
1: financial you know you're, you you immediately have to have a good chunk of cash yeah to write your basically your bible branding and yeah, your and operations agreements and, and stuff yeah, yeah exactly and so what we're doing now to test it is just uh a uh, uh, a local salesperson had called and, and said, Hey, will you hire my son? And you know, my son's looking to leave where he's working or he's just not happy or something like that. Mm-hmm. We had a conversation. It just wasn't the right time. But then uh, but we fell in love with this son. And uh, his, his name is Jared. And then Jared calls, I don't know, maybe a couple months later and says, I've oh, just got to go. I can't do this anymore. But he didn't want to move. So he up it, and bailed on you. Well, no, 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 he, no, he's working somewhere else. Oh, okay. It just gotcha. wasn't right time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I said, let's put you in business because his mentality was if we made him an employee, I don't think long term he would, I don't think I'd have him in five years. Mm, I see. But I saw, I see something in him and I'm like, let's turn him into our first test franchise. So we it's basically what we develop is this model that we're testing out that instead of upfront costs we bring people in as a contractor and then working towards franchising so we're learning with them they're learning with us they understand that things will be constantly changing as we solidify what works and what doesn't and eventually what we will do is we will um, take the money that we've earned from them build an actual franchise and, and then when we present them with franchise paperwork, because you know, franchise paperwork is scary when you read it. It yeah. looks like the apocalypse. Yeah. And, and, it's, and, it's, and it's stacked in. We
0: need, uh, we need your firstborn child, your. Yeah. Uh... I mean, it's, you know,
1: that, that this is all the things that we've worked out in agreements. It's just now legal jargon mm-hmm. um, that covers every single thought process. So, with that said, uh, I've also met um, people from Chick fil A. You know, Chick-fil-A grows a lot of their own people down in Atlanta. They right. come out of the stores there. And I met a guy who, I think he owned one of the drive-thrus, and his investment to get the drive-thru was $5,000 to wow. get in. Now, Chick-fil-A doesn't really give you full ownership, right? Yeah, because you know, they're hybrid, still corporate-driven, type. right? So I was like, well, what, what can we do that too? Can I find people with fitness equipment industry experience who have goals and admiration, but don't have the bank account to just suddenly start? And I have accounts that are large enough that I can bring them a national account that gets them started. I basically get them started, and then we go from there, and we work into full franchise. That's
2: really neat. uh, You're tackling two of the largest hurdles in entrepreneurship at once there. Hiring employees in a service industry, I can imagine it's, it's, uh, it's easy to learn a lot of the ins and outs of it and then think you can do it on your own and then dip out. And you're now giving these people the opportunity if they work and learn and do a good job. Instead of them having to leave you to find a new opportunity, they just could relocate to a city and start their mm-hmm. own underneath your franchise.
1: Yep, and that, that's ultimately the goal. The, right now, the first three places, mm-hmm. these people already are located there, and we are finding them. Um, but the goal, yes, is what we talk about with inside of staff is we'll grow you here, and if you if you have the means to go somewhere else, I'm you know then that's fine. If you say, Hey Scott, you know, I've worked for you the last five years and we're impressed with you and we think that you can do more and you've shown us that you can do more, and you say, I need to move to Michigan, and, um, I'm gonna be in such and such area and it's a viable market, okay, well, let's talk. Let's let's keep you. We want you here.
0: You have, you have such a great attitude for that too, man. I mean, you'd think that from your perspective you'd be concerned if you really started somebody off like that. You'd think that they would end up not necessarily backstabbing you, but saying, oh, thanks for everything. Thanks for getting get me going and then and then parting ways with you or something like that. But you're talking about growing a business together with them, you
3: know?
1: Yeah, it's, it's you know, uh, even when I hire people, you know, uh, and it's, there's only things I've sort of learned in the last couple of years that, you know, when we're in an interview and people say, well, what's it like around here? And I'm like, I don't know, what are you going to make it? Yeah. That's the truth, right? Right. You can come in and be a jerk and an ass, and these guys will get rid of you. I might just get rid of you because you'll piss me off. Right. um, (laughs) You know, I don't want to talk to you. Sure. Or, you. you, so every day that you come in is important in your own attitude. Leave the struggles of your home life at home. Yes, we have to work hard here, and our days are are, are, are tough too, but you get to make the day. Your attitude makes the day. Yeah. So it— Typical construction mentality. We talk a lot of junk to each other and stuff, but we have a lot of fun. Yeah. We say things that are not politically correct. <laughs> you know, no one's offended. People yes. do that? Uh, yeah. Some days. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Some, be, be, some be, be days. Be careful. Watch some you days. out. You know. Right. Um, yeah. It's, uh, it's ridiculous. Um, you know, and, but it's your job to make the environment. And the other thing is, uh, we've, I've really gotten good at talking about te- understanding what teamwork is. Yeah. Because we have physical jobs. And... Um, Dude, don't let the next person beside you outwork you today. Yeah, it's just that's not fair to them. It's not, and, and if you consistently, we all understand we have good days and bad days, but if it's consistent, you won't last. I'm, you know, I'm one of the older, you know, we, our warehouse guy is older than me, and then there's me. Right at this moment, at this moment, and I'm like, if I'm on a job site and I'm working with you and I'm outworking you, that's a problem. For sure, It's a big problem. You know. Yeah,
0: I mean, we'd run circles around you in <laughs>
1: <laughs> That pin moves very fast. Yeah, yeah, there you go. That's right. That's, <laughs> you can type fast. Yeah, that's it. That's he all. Actually, he actually really can. He's kind of a nerd in that way. It is,
0: yeah. Hey, it it is but, what it is. Man. You know, it is what it I enjoy
1: is. teaching as well. And, yep. and, you know, but then again, it's, it's being a constant student to create these people, right? I have to be a constant student. Yeah. Uh, my morning routine is: I get up and 95 percent, maybe even more. I'm getting up and I'm either listening to a podcast like this where we're talking about becoming better, yeah, um I'm listening to John Maxwell who's telling me how to be a better leader, so I have mentors today they're just not sitting in front of me, yeah, you know, they are afar, and I'm ingesting their content who is teaching me to be a better person, because how can I lead my organization and create what I want if i don't know if I'm not that person Because i like many of us when we wake up in the morning, it's fifty fifty on what kind of person I am when I wake up, yeah. It might be a sixty forty. I mean, I you know it just depends on the stress level of what's happening yeah. in, in our world, right? You know, I I fully admit I am. My mood is directly related to my bank account, and when things are going sideways and payments aren't coming in, and you know, I'm like I'm stressed.
0: Yeah, makes you a little sour for the well, day.
1: Yeah, you know, and also too, what employee? Because h- hardest thing I ever have in business is human beings.
0: Of course, and, and that that's kind of where I want to where I want to shift this part of the conversation to is. Um, so, FitTech and Assembly, when what was your inception date? Like, when did you start?
1: Uh, actually, so September makes exactly eight years. So, September congratulations, eight years!
0: Wow. Yep. So, how has your company, outside of you know, basically going national at this point, you know, starting off in in rural North Carolina and going all the way up and down the East Coast, um, how has your has your business changed um, from a managerial perspective, and also how do you handle customers differently in these past eight years?
1: Well, definitely, Christians, already talked about it. You know, you 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 always you start saying, "I'm not going to do this, and I'm not going to do that." This is going to be a different environment. Yeah. And hey, I need to go find every past employer and apologize. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah, I really yeah. do. Back <laughs> b- back before yeah, you were the I'm boss. Sorry That's right. I was such an ass. Yeah. You know, yeah. because I was selfish and self centered. Yeah. So first and foremost, that you got to you got to talk about that with inside of your culture. We're doing this together. You have a role, and this is why your role is what it is. Right. And, you know, I only in the last couple of years that i really understand it's okay to be to truly have the mentality of profit first mm-hmm. right? so um we start there and then you know it's i don't know it's it's bizarre you know i have unique things about my my job that you know are, are interesting outside of just being business business is business right mm-hmm. we all can agree that it all all the same things happen you have to have sales you know that outweigh your expenditures. Yep. You know you have to figure out ways to sell money. You have to you have to scale. If you're not growing, you're dying. Essentially, Retention. you can't go flat. You cannot go flat very long. Retention of customers that's always been tough. I never understood how hard the human factor was going to be. Yeah, never. It's quite, very hard to predict. I did not get. I thought that if I was just a good guy, they'd be they would they'd be loyal. Today's you know I only know a couple of people that have been in their jobs for thirty years. Yeah, you know today's market is is very short-lived four or five you know three four or five years you're, you've done a good job mm-hmm. so you know the key is i've built a base um i've had to learn about diversification of what i do you uh, can you touch on that a little bit so i'm okay, thinking so I, yeah i'm in the fitness equipment industry right hydra massage uh massage lounge chairs and beds calls three four years ago whatever it was And it said, hey, we're looking for someone to do service. And we were like, eh, that's not what we do. You know what? It is what we do now. Yeah. And it's a very good relationship for us. What's
0: the correct answer? Yes. Yes. The correct answer is, oh, yeah, we're we're experts at that. What are are they talking about again? (laughs)
1: We've gotten into some uh, commercial uh, assembly services. So working for a company that we have uh, built bleachers for them, installed gymnasium wall padding, like behind the basketball goals and all that kind of stuff. Um, we have changed up backboards for them in gymnasiums. Uh, you know what else? Um, obviously, they had some fitness equipment. That's how we got involved with them. Uh, we have been dabbling in the uh, tanning bed world a little bit. You know, um, so you have to find ways to fill gaps, you know, because
0: like you're horizontally integrating all sorts of things that you wouldn't. I would have never thought of a of a of a backboard for basketball. I mean that, you know, obviously it's fitness related, but you know, I'm thinking treadmills and exercise bikes and stuff like that, Which is, you know,
1: you know, uh, the day uh, dude, I can backboards are basic. door, A door into the business is a door no matter what it is. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So, um, you know, you, you gotta be, you gotta be nimble, you know, you gotta be the reed in the wind that can blow with it a little bit, you know? Um, so I, and, and then I, I never thought, I get a customer, it's a local customer here, um, that owes me $7,000. Oh, wow. And I don't know why. Yeah. I just, I don't even know why. They won't communicate with us. They won't wow. talk with us. I would love to start raping them across the coals in, on the yeah. airways. But you know what? I'll figure it out another way because I'm, I, obviously, I want to be a better person than they are. Yeah. And they're not they're, one of my customers, so I don't
2: care. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> right. Yeah. Exactly.
1: We've already talked about that customer. You don't want that customer. Oh, yeah. Um, but you know, but we don't understand why it's just the communication stopped, yeah, and they'll do things like I don't
0: know how people like that go like go to sleep at night or how they know. look at themselves in the mirror the next morning' a like,
1: business owner he knows they know there's overhead in what happened they yeah un, they understand that that they, they they have the same issues that go on, mm-hmm. man, okay, my bookkeeper was locked up with me, mm-hmm. right Wow, um, he is an amazing individual, the person that he has become um. You know, after his incarceration, the things that he's doing, the business that he is building, and and, you know, is is phenomenal. You know, what's really cool is every one of my bills is paid on time. Yeah. You know, he is the one person in my life who tells me no constantly. Yeah.
0: Constantly. Not not even your wife, huh? It's just just your bookkeeper. It's the the bookkeeper. (laughs) Yeah.
1: You know, and, and thank God for him. But you know what? He is, He is. I am paying bills on time, and nothing is ever late. Yeah. Nothing. In the three years that he, three years, I think, two years, three years, whatever it's been that he has been paying the bills, um, I've had, and it's only been in here recently, and I think it was my fault, where we missed a payment. I think it was on our, our dumpster. Yeah. For for the Something. shop or so. Yeah, because happens, I didn't forward it over you know. to 'em. I think I missed that. But in so three years, I mean that's like Yeah, I mean, my God, you know. Yeah. Um and, and that's the thing too, is is you do what you say and say what you do. That yep. is the hardest thing in the world um to keep up with, but it's where your integrity lies. So, you know, the example being is that our our admin Amanda um had last year alone by herself processed twenty over twenty four hundred work orders. Wow. And her mistake level—they're level, not,
0: not simple either.
1: Her mistake level is—is is, I don't know, maybe 10, 15 throughout the whole year. Yeah, you know, and it's because she's dealing with all these different manufacturer web portals and everything else. So, you know, it's just the strangeness of things that you always—I think the things that are that have changed that I never expected were the things that I thought I would never have to do. You know, I never thought that I'd get in a workers' comp claim that was based on a complete lie, and the attorney settled out on it because it was cheaper to settle it and say yes, this actually happened in their own way instead of fighting it. And I'm going, but yeah, if I get a legitimate workers' comp claim, it's my second one, so therefore I get truly dinged. Yeah. Now yeah. your premium's higher. Now, yeah, it's you know, those things baffle me. Yeah,
2: I'm really excited to hear about all your success. I mean, we've talked multiple times about it, but like this is like we went really in depth. So I kind of really enjoyed your story today. But one last thing to leave us on is if you could if you could pass a note through time back to your 18 year old self, what kind of secrets would you tell him before uh, so he could grow up a little a little better or a little straighter, business wise or whatever you feel.
1: Um, no hope and dope. You know, I mean, yeah. that's, that's the, that's the absolute truth. All right. Mm-hmm. If, you know, if, if, if you're high and I'm not, I'm faster than you. It's just that simple. Yeah. Um, self-education and self-awareness is beyond important. Um, having a, th- you know, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make him drink. So the key is just to make him thirsty. So you get thirsty in life. Um, relationships really matter. Uh, you're not gonna, you know, your boys today are not gonna be your boys when you're 35 years old. Everyone's gonna have a life and and change and move on. Uh, And that the reality is, is you are the product of the five people that surround you. I mean, and, and so you better pick wisely. And we talk about that all the time inside of, you know, recovery as well as in inmates to entrepreneurs and places that we go, and it's like, you know, and I'm sorry if your family's jacked up, but if they're pulling you backwards, you need to limit that world. Your interaction with them. It doesn't mean you have to be a jerk or, or whatever to them. You, you need to find a distance in a way and go surround yourself with people who have your best interest in mind.
2: Hopefully the up and coming 18 year olds in the entrepreneur world uh, take all those seriously. I, I really hope they so. pick it up.
1: Scott Jennings,
0: our guest today with Fit Tech and Assembly, uh, uh, basically the poster child for Inmates to Entrepreneurs. Um, Scott, a uh, little little quick here, thing here for your business. Um, somebody wants to reach out to you and say hello, whether it's an inmate that's been struggling after being incarcerated or maybe somebody needs their fitness equipment repaired. How do they reach you? All
1: right, so it's simple, fittechandassembly.com. That's F-I-T-T-E-C-H, and the and is spelled out. Um, uh, phone number, 888-383-6371. And then uh, we, c- we are, again... Installation is from Philadelphia to Middle Florida over through Atlanta. Uh, service is basically DC market and then uh, most of North Carolina, uh, top half of Virginia and stuff. So you can also find us at FitTech and Assembly on Facebook, and I think I even have I have Instagram, but you know that we're not very good on the social media front. <laughs> um, and
2: and if you're catching this via video, it's going to be in the bottom. We're going to put a link to his website.
1: Yeah, so we'll we'll
0: make sure that you're showcased out there. Scott, couldn't have asked for a better guest today, man. Thank you so much for joining us on our first one. Thank this you. is business.